Welcome back to Critically Incorrect, your weekly gaming podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, our online joined here today by Charlie, if you wanted to say hi. Hello. Surprisingly, quite a bit has happened this week. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to getting through it all with y'all. Um, but as, of course, we start off the podcast with, we, of course, want to ask you what your feedback is, topic suggestions, any of the sort. So if you have any of that, make sure to leave that course in the comment section down below or click the link to make our way to our Discord server. And we have a channel over there dedicated to that. Um, but yeah, with that being said, Charlie, as we always start off this podcast with, what have you been playing the past week? Yeah, so this week's actually been pretty quiet for me. I haven't had a ton of time to play too much stuff. Um, and when I have been playing stuff, I've actually been doing a playtest for something this week. So that has taken up a decent chunk of my time. I'm hoping I can talk about it like next month because I'm NDA'd right now. But yeah. I should be able to talk about it, which would be cool. Um, but other than that, uh, I've been trying out World War Three the past couple of days because that had its a uh, like public test or not public test it's like a veteran test for people who bought the game when it was originally on sale because um, if you don't know it's like a battlefield type game um that you could buy a few years back and then they took it off sale and they've kind of like revamped the game as a free-to-play thing now um so i've been playing a few hours of that it's actually pretty fun i've been enjoying it quite a bit just kind of scratching the battlefield literally whilst i wait for 2042 um so i've been having a little bit of fun with that um and then what was the other thing oh yeah i guess halo infinite as well that happened last weekend so um i did try a bit of that i think i've played about five hours um just on my own because my mates didn't get into the test last week um i am planning to play some of big team battle this weekend uh, just because i gave the code to one of my mates so i think we're going to give that a go i did play a few matches earlier but not for too long um but so far i'm enjoying halo it's um it's not like because i'm not a massive halo fan right so i don't think it's amazing but then i was never probably gonna like it too much anyway but i am enjoying it more than i thought i would uh the gunplay is pretty cool and i'm enjoying the movement changes and stuff to it um so i'm definitely going to be playing more of that um aside from that the main thing is today uh my quest 2 arrived i did actually order a quest 2 oh shit um I don't even know for about Resident that. Evil. So yeah, I know, I know. I hadn't spoken to you about it, but yeah. So, I mean, you'll be able to sit on the camera. But yes, I did get my Quest Two. It only arrived like late tonight, so I've hardly played it. Uh, I literally set it up and like bought the Star Wars game that's on there, um, and tried out some like the Beat Saber demo and stuff just to see how it all works. But uh, it's, it's a great little headset. Uh, obviously, I haven't had a ton of time to use it, so I'll probably talk more about it next week because i'll have played some of the games on there that aren't on pc um but yeah i got it mainly for resident evil and unplugged um mainly unplugged because they've said that that's not coming to pc vr for a while um it should be sometime this year but not um on launch day so i was like yeah i really want to get one to play that and then resident evil as well looks great so um i definitely wanted to pick one up for that and then also lone echo 2 uh, it's coming out relatively soon, so I wanted to be able to just easily use it without having to download like a revive because it's a pain to use sometimes. Um, but yeah, so that's that's basically it for me. That's awesome. I've had a pretty uneventful week uh, just because I've been like starting up on coursework and yeah, I'm just kind of getting adjusted to all of that. Um, been playing a bit more kind of so or Kena, I should say um, so yeah, I've been enjoying that. I honestly haven't even played much of that in the past week, even though I've only been playing that i want to say i'm like i'm only like two hours past where i was last week 
Um, so yeah, it's been very slow on that front. Um, just haven't had to, to like terribly much time. Um, I have been playing like the general multiplayer games, of course, with friends. I actually did try out Halo Infinite last week with Josh. Um, so that was pretty fun. Like there's some balancing issues, and I don't think the maps are all that great so far. At least the ones that were in that test. But like Halo's Halo, right? It's very fun. Um, we're going to be playing more of that tonight. So hopefully we'll be able to have some impressions of big team battle for you. Um, but yeah, besides that, it hasn't been much. Um, I guess I'll throw in some anime since, you know, I have nothing on the gaming side. I've been just watching more One Piece uh, for the, like, 0.1% chance that someone's watching this and has watched it. I mean, maybe, maybe not that low, but I'm on the Thriller Bark arc, which is really good. Um, and yeah, that's about it pretty much. I should hopefully be able to play some more um, this upcoming weekend. So my goal is to beat Kana before um, next week. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to give you my full impressions of that and then hopefully get back to Tales and Deathloop. Um, to speak on what you've been playing though and like what you're picking up, the Quest 2, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick it up. I've been like hopping on back and forth on that. If I do pick it up, I probably will wait until like Christmas time to be honest just because I don't think I'll have a lot of time to be able to play through all of that um, as much as I want to play it. And I also just don't want to have the headset here in my dorm, so I'll probably wait till I get back. Um, but yeah, I'm so torn because on one side I have like a quest, right? Which makes it so hard to buy a quest too, because it's very similar, but then Resident Evil 4 is on it. So I'll wait for reviews. I'll, I mean, I think it's going to be great, but I'll wait for reviews in the case that it isn't a, you know, as good as it looked, but, uh, yeah, Lone Echo 2, I forgot about that as well. There's a lot to play. Um, but yeah, anyways, we'll get into the releases this week. We got New World out on PC. This is, of course, the one that's being developed by Amazon. Amazon hasn't had the best track record yet, but it looks like this is their most promising one yet. Um, I say promising one yet. It's still very mixed. Like, there's definitely some issues that people are having with the game, but it's not like a dumpster fire like every other release has been. So, yeah, I haven't personally been looking into it terribly much, but now that it is the weekend, maybe I'll look into it. I know um, that the queues at least have been really long in a play, but... Um, yeah, any impressions or like thoughts of friends, Charlie, on New World? Yeah, I've got some mates that are playing it and they're pretty mixed on it right now. Um, I did give it a go back when it was like the um, the beta test. I got like a key and, and tried that out um, before the reports were coming out about it breaking cards, so I uninstalled it. Um, <laughs> but it seemed okay from what I played. It was it was pretty generic. There wasn't really anything to kind of pull me in, but I could definitely see it in a few years' time being like one of these MMOs that just has millions of players, right, once they start expanding it. Because there's some stuff in it that's just kind of weird. Like, they don't have mounts or anything, so you just run that's around weird. everywhere, which I think is really weird. Like, small stuff like that just seems kind of odd. Um but I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on it. But it's just one I'm I'm holding off on, just because I I'm I don't know whether to trust the game right now or even the devs, right? So um, I kind of wait and see how it goes. But it looks promising for the time being. Nice, nice. Um, also out this week is Hot Wheels Unleashed. This one I actually forgot about until like I saw a Twitter clip on it like last night, and yeah, it does look very fun. There's a lot of games coming out. I'm holding off, obviously, as I just mentioned, I'm playing like three games, but this one does look pretty cool. And then also Super Monkey Balls out today, which I've also just told Charlie I'm tempted to pick up, but yeah, it's 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 tough out here. Um, so yeah, quite a lot of releases. Those games in particular are going to be all out on PlayStation family systems, Xbox family systems, the Switch and PC. Anyways, we have a surprisingly, surprisingly a lot of gaming news to go over. Uh, yeah, Charlie and I were going over this, and we kind of are surprised by how much there is this week. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, we'll get started with probably the biggest news story and one that a lot of you personally have probably been waiting for that are fans of the channel. 
PlayStation has finally acquired Bluepoint Games. Yeah, ever since that one like leaked image that they posted, I want I want to say PlayStation Japan did um, like months back at the Housemark announcement. Finally, PlayStation finally acknowledged that, and yeah, Bluepoint Games are now joining the PlayStation family. Um, not much has been really you know talked about in terms of what this is going to mean, but obviously they're just going to have more support, right? So they're going to have probably bigger budgets going forward. They're probably going to expand. Um, we know that they're going to be working on their first like original game. Um, so yeah, this doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be like their own new IP or anything like that. It just says original content. So it's not going to be like a remake or a remastered. It's going to be something like, you know, maybe taking an already existing game and giving like a new installment to that. Um, or, you know, working on a new IP. Bluepoint are only like 70 people big at the moment. So if I had to guess, they're probably working on something that's already been established. I mean, hell, they could be working on like a new IP, but I feel like 70 people, it'd have to be on the smaller side in order to pull that off. But maybe I'm wrong, um, but still nonetheless very excited. They did say that they're going to be talking more about this in the months to come. Um, never know to, you know, whether to take their word on that. But if that's true, then that's kind of surprising. So yeah, I'm just really personally happy to see that they are acquired just because, um, I don't know, when PlayStation like acquires studios, it always feels like they have good relationships with them, right? So it almost seems like they fit in this one, just like Insomniac. It felt like it fit just because of their close relationship with like Shadow Colossus, Demon Souls, and then Charter Collection. So I'm happy about that. Um, so what'd you think, Charlie? Yeah, I think it was kind of just a matter of time, right? Like we knew it was going to happen. It was just when they were going to announce it. Um, it's a weird time, right? Because it happened just after they did their like showcase and clearly this had been in the works for ages because we knew about it all the way back when um, Housemark was acquired, right? So, but it's also a business um, announcement, so I feel like they wouldn't announce it in like a showcase for that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if maybe they knew they were going to acquire them way back then, but it hadn't been finalized yet, so maybe they were holding off. Probably uh, waiting on months. paperwork, yeah. Yeah, so... But yeah, it's cool nonetheless. I think the idea that they're working on original content makes me lean more towards that they're working on an ex already existing IP, just something new. Um, and I'm honestly starting to lean into the idea that maybe they took over the Uncharted project. I was thinking that. It was rumored for ages. Um, and they're just continuing the work that um, the Bend, Bend Studio were working on and that kind of thing. Just because we know Bend are now working on something completely new. I wouldn't be surprised if you know, after Bluepoint's success in remaking stuff, and obviously they've worked on porting Uncharted in the past, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that is what they've been working on. Um, like you said, it's interesting. They said they hope to show more in the coming months, so I guess it's semi-far into development, right? Like, you have to imagine they've probably been working on it since at least Demon's Souls came out, so it's at least a year of dev time, so... Who knows, maybe it's been in whatever it is has been in pre-production before Demon's Souls came out, so it's been there for a while. But either way, I'm excited about the acquisition and, and what they end up doing. I think it's cool that they're going to get the opportunity to do something other than, you know, remasters and remakes. So, um, yeah, hopefully we see more soon. Yeah, here's what I think. Um, we know that Ben was currently, or they were in the past, working on Uncharted 5, question mark, you know, like the next installment for Uncharted, right? And if you think about it, like it makes sense because they have history with Uncharted, but Golden Abyss are like very familiar with that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben was able to do their new IP and in return, Bluepoint was like assigned to this new IP or to this new Uncharted game. Um, 
also blue points like a studio that's very familiar with taking already like existing code bases right and like um finishing them up that's kind of like their territory right with like all the remakes and stuff like that so i think it's pretty plausible that they've been moved over to this new Uncharted project especially considering the fact that they're like only 70 people big they're not going to be like doing some big new ip i mean they could be but uh, i definitely think that theory has a lot of merits to it since we already know that some of that they've already explored in the past so yeah, I definitely think that's probably the most likely. Um, and that's pretty exciting. Um, but also, you know, it'll be interesting to see them do a new, uh, like a new game. I'm happy for them, though. Because if anyone has watched any of Blue Point's documentaries, um, you know, they always talk about how with each remake they want to see how they could push themselves. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing this next chapter for them and, you know, getting acquired and what that means working on their new game. So very, very cool over there. Anyways, Konami and Metal Gear finally has some more rumors. It's actually just Konami news in general. So essentially what happened is VGC came out with a report actually this morning um, that kind of gave um, information on just the happenings behind with Konami right now. It looks like they want to bring back Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill um, in different ways. Um, so I guess I'll go in that order, right? So with Metal Gear, first and, um, first and foremost, they're working on a Metal Gear 3 remake, I believe. Um, so yeah, this is going to be done by the team at Virtuos, which I believe did the Dark Souls re remaster on Switch, I want to say. Um, interestingly enough, I don't think they've worked like really on like original games before. Um, but yeah, they're just like a very, you know, prominent support studio, right? Um, so yeah, they've been assigned to be working on a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, so yeah, obviously that's pretty big. I know our friend of the show, Josh Anderson's very happy about that. Um, I saw him tweet out earlier today that he says that Metal Gear Solid 3 would actually make more sense if you think about it. So, um, looks like that's pretty good. Obviously I still have yet to play Metal Gear, so I can't really comment on that. Um, in terms of other news like surrounding Metal Gear Solid is apparently that they're also trying to work, um, on ports right now to get them on like, um, pretty much, you know, the modern consoles, right? So Metal Gear is just still one of those iconic franchises that isn't exactly that, you know, easy to play right now. Like if you want to play through some of the original games, you got to get a PS3. Um, so yeah, this news for me is probably the biggest one just because, you know, if I didn't have that, I'd probably have to just emulate it or something like that on PC or such something weird like that. So very, very exciting stuff over there. Um, they also just talked about how this kind of happened is apparently after Metal Gear Solid Survive, um, apparently, you know, Konami is like lowering the restrictions on who they let touch their IP. So it looks like they're being less lean on that. And that's why we're seeing this stuff. Castlevania is apparently getting like a reimagining of the series. Um, so this is actually being done internally by themselves in Japan. Um, so yeah, that's very exciting. Castlevania, of course, is another one of the iconic series. And then apparently Silent Hill as well is getting multiple games. So yeah, we've been hearing, like I knew Silent Hill had to be getting multiple games considering like all the rumors we had to talk about in the past. So like every like apparent like developer was working on a Silent Hill game. Uh, so yeah. With that one in particular, um, one of the project is being outsourced to a prominent Japanese developer. That's all we were told really in this report. Um, but then, yeah, apparently there are other games as well, which I don't believe they said any like specific publisher or developer um, or developer. Um, but yeah, just that there's multiple um, games happening. Um, the whole greenlit thing was talked about because apparently Until Dawn Studio Supermassive tried to get their hands on Silent Hill in the past, but they were denied. Um, so who knows, maybe they went back to them and let them touch Silent Hill and that's also one of the ones, but yeah, nothing's clear on that. But either way, what a massive drop of Konami news. Like I know a lot of fans for at least Metal Gear and Silent Hill must be happy now that they definitely have some more news on that front. Uh, so yeah, I guess I've been talking a lot for a while. So Charlie, what'd you think about all this? 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously really positive news, right? Like, I do hope this is kind of a turning point for Konami now, and we really do see them lean more into their IPs and just get more studios working on this stuff. And it actually turns out well, you know, the, the past few original games have not been great. Obviously, we have Metal Gear Survive, and I think it was Contra Road Core, I think it was the, the other game that people really hated. Um, so I do hope we're going in the right sort of direction. Obviously, Metal Gear is a series that is beloved by a lot of people, um, so it makes sense that they would want to lean into that. Um, and I, I did see a lot of people, like Josh was saying, it makes more sense that they're doing like a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake rather than like a 1 remake um, for a whole number of reasons. But I'm super interested to see where this goes. I don't know how I feel about the developer because it's virtuose and they're not... Like they've had hits and misses, uh, like the Batman Arkham um, stuff that on PS4, they did that which I personally was not a fan of. It had some pretty big issues with frame rates and stuff like that, um, which never really made any sense um, since they were like PS3 games obviously getting ported, right? Um, like, why would they perform poorly? Um, but who knows? You know, it, they, they're they not really sure right now how much of a remake it is. Um, it sounds like it's somewhere in between a remaster and a remake, so it's it's not going to be, you know, from the ground up it's probably going to be more they're porting it over and redoing a lot of the textures and that kind of thing. Um, but either way, it'll be cool to to get to play those games. I've only played bits and pieces of Metal Gear. I've never played, like, the whole series. Um, so I think having, like, the remaster collection that's all, also rumoured coming to, like, PS5 and stuff, um, that'd be great to go back to those. Obviously, I'm sure, like, the first couple have not aged particularly well um so we'll see how that does when it comes out eventually um but either way it's it's pretty exciting obviously backed up more of the, the silent hill stuff that we'd heard earlier in the year which we'll probably see next year right because they were meant to be at e3 stuff didn't really line up for them probably because of covid and things so i think it seems very likely that we see konami make a big comeback next year um with Silent Hill, maybe that Castlevania uh, reboot type thing. Uh, I doubt Metal Gear, maybe the remaster collection, but I just feel like they probably don't want to, you know, lay all their cards on the table straight away. We'll probably want to spread stuff out, but um, either way, it's very exciting stuff. Definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. Definitely very nice that they're allowing more developers to touch their IP. I agree with you that, like, the ones listed haven't like excited me so far, but it excites me more than Konami themselves. So, yeah, I mean the remakes, right? So hopefully they'll be able to get it right. Um, but yeah, just hopefully they give time and effort into it, and it doesn't end up like the Batman Arkham um, remasters that we got on PlayStation Four and Xbox One. So, yeah. Anyways, another very cool news story that came out this week has to do with something that we've been talking about in the past with Trust in Middle you know, getting a new game. Um, so yeah, apparently, um, this is also by VGC, um, it's reported that um, the developer behind Destruction All-Stars, Lucid Games, is going to be behind it. I'm actually surprised I didn't think about this before, because if you think about it, um, yeah, Destruction All-Stars, obviously, I thought played pretty well, and I think it definitely warrants them getting the Twisted Metal IP. Um, Destruction All-Stars had quite a bit of issues um, just at launch. Obviously, like, the first one was, like, the initial price that they tried it was $70 obviously they changed it before launch and um, became a PS Plus game I think it still should have just been free free um, just for everyone right um, that would have been helping with the player base I know they've been having you know issues with that lately with like bots and stuff now um, 
but yeah, I'm excited that they're going to be getting handed over to the, the, the Twisted Metal IP. Um, I definitely think that's a smart decision. Probably what should have happened <laughs> instead of Destruction All-Stars, let's be real. Um, interesting enough, David Jaffe doesn't seem like he's the happiest right now because obviously he's the creator of Twisted Metal and God of War. And um, he said that, like, I, I didn't watch all of his video, but I know he was saying that he doesn't feel like he's owed anything, obviously, but he wishes they would have consulted him, which I definitely think, and um, I could, you know, understand why um, he would feel that, but... Yeah, I'm still just happy that we're going to be getting a new Twisted Metal. Um, really cool that, you know, Lucid Games is getting allowed a second chance considering the game bombed. But I wouldn't say really for their fault. Like, they definitely could have done a lot of better things. But a lot of it was also on Sony's side, I'd say. Um, so, yeah, Charlie, what did you think about Twisted Metal being developed by Lucid? Yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense, right? Like, I don't know why we had really thought of it, you know? It yeah. made the most sense. Um I don't know how I feel about the game itself, just because all the rumors right now are kind of leaning into it's going to be a, a show tie-in, right? Because they are working on the TV show right now, which is going to have Anthony Mackie in it. Yeah, am I it right is. in saying that? It's yeah. apparently like a milkman like, or something. Okay. Um, so, I yeah, I'll, I'm interested to see how that turns out, but I'm kind of worried it is going to be like the TV show characters, right? And it's going to be more like the live action stuff more than just leaning into the, the you would hope sony IP would know better games. you'd hope but sony I, know yeah better. i don't know because yeah. the, the rumor is it's going to be fully free to play as well because they want to learn from their mistake of destruction all stars being say. ps plus and paid but if it's free to play i'm that makes me think that it is going to be more to do with the tv show than the pre-existing games um just because you know they can use it as a big marketing stunt um but I, I don't know i'm interested to see what it is the fact that they haven't got david on board seems a bit weird like i don't know why you wouldn't at least you know talk to him and make him aware of the game and just be like hey um like it'd be great if you could just come in and sort of look over some stuff just see what you think um because as far as i know they haven't done that for the show i get that sure like he doesn't hasn't worked for the company for many years I'm sure the show is going to be quite different from the game, but for the game itself, right? You you would hope that they would at least bring him in, but I know obviously there's a lot of bad blood between him and PlayStation anyway, so I imagine that has something to do with it. And look at his days um, gone streams. I'm sure those didn't help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know, but either way, it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. I imagine this is something we see around the time that we see footage of the show, so probably late next year early 2023 right like i don't know when they're filming the show but obviously if they're casting people right now i imagine filming is going to happen sometime summer next year um something like that so. surely they could just take the gameplay from destruction all-stars right like they're not just going to be like <laughs> redoing the code i would hope not after all that because i thought the gameplay was pretty good obviously you want to improve it um, there were some issues there but like it controlled really well in my opinion so i could see a quick turnaround given like all the stuff they have with destruction all-stars essentially a lot of it can be brought over um so yeah that's really cool anyways another new story that's kind of smaller um just has to do with marvel spider-man 2 um essentially they're just comparing the second game to the first game and they're saying that it's going to be a lot darker and they're kind of saying it's going to be like their empire strikes back which i think anyone that has seen the trailer for marvel spider-man 2 can kind of grasp just based on the lighting and the kind of tone of that trailer right next bunch of venom um, yeah, like a darker story has been brewing ever since the very end of like Marvel Spider-Man. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely very excited to see where it goes and to, you know, what we see more, but, um, yeah, cool to have that there. Uh, any quick thoughts, Charlie? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's the kind of like quotes, right, that you hear when there's there's stuff that they want to talk about, but they can't say anything. Like, it's just so vague, right? Like, Bill Roseman was being interviewed on, like, the Marvel thing. So, like, of course they're going to talk about it, but they can't say anything. So he's just like, yeah, it's going to be darker, I guess, which you would hope it would be. Like, Venom is a pretty, like, creepy and can be quite violent and gory at times. So I would hope they lean into more of the horror aspects of the character. I'm super excited for the game. Like, uh, there's there's so many potential, like, story opportunities that they can do that haven't really been done before um with having miles and peter in the same game um that's not something that's really happened in the comics or anything like that before um so i'm super excited to see whatever they do with everything um the potential for craven and, and venom and stuff is is really cool so i just hope we don't have to wait too long till we see more because it's probably the thing i'm most excited for from playstation right now to be honest <laughs> Yeah, I would probably, I don't know, I'd probably say God of War is a bit higher, but definitely this yeah. is like close there with me. Uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to see how like a Spider-Man native PS5 game plays and looks. And obviously given everything that we've been having, you know, Miles got me really excited and I felt like, you know, I already liked him after the first game quite a bit, but now like I feel like I really know him after Miles Morales. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I feel like I know Peter and Miles so well, and just the fact that they're going to probably be both playable in Marvel Spider-Man 2, and the, st the story's going to go bigger is very exciting. Um, yeah, I'm up there with you too. Anyways, another cool acquisition that happened this week has to do with Netflix. Um, yeah, Netflix acquired Night Studios, the creator of Oxenfree. Obviously, um, they're still finishing up on Oxenfree 2 at the moment, which I believe recently got delayed to early next year, I believe. So, um, yeah, that's coming out here soon. Um, nonetheless, they acquired them. We don't know what they're going to be working on with them. Netflix has kind of experimented with similar games in the past. They've done that, like that Minecraft story mode thing, right? Um, I wouldn't say that you know, obviously um, Night Studios games or anything like that, but they are pretty similar in that they're focused on like the narrative, right? Um, so who knows what will happen. I, we know that Netflix is venturing into gaming, so most likely what this is going to be is their next game. It's just going to be simply something that you have to have Netflix in order to play it for. So um, interesting stuff there. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it makes sense that Netflix are going to start making these acquisitions, especially studios like Night Studios that work on you know, narrative-driven games make sense for that kind of thing. Um, I know Netflix, like, they have already said that they, they are going to be moving more into the gaming space um, and that potentially it wouldn't cost people extra to, like, do it, which I think is interesting. Um, I know that you can... I don't know if it's in every country, but in some countries you can already, like, play mobile games through Netflix. They do oh, have, wow. like, select games on there and stuff, so they have already started to, to move in that direction, right? Um... And I, I think it, next year seems very likely that we start to see a Game Pass type thing, right? Where you can stream console quality games through Netflix. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see what Netflix does with this stuff. Um, I think it's always nice to have a bit of competition. Right now, Game Pass yeah. is kind of, or xCloud is really the only streaming thing out there that's successful. Stadia obviously flopped. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Luna in probably the past year, so yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with this. Uh, I just hope it doesn't go the way of Stadia, where they acquire all these studios and then have to shut them down. So yeah, 
definitely makes sense. The gaming industry is just very lucrative. Like if you look at any like gross like income um, with like the industries, right? Movies is generally towards the very bottom. Like it seems like it's such a huge industry, but if you look at the like revenue sources, like music, games, and books, like beat it quite a bit. Um, so it makes sense that they'd want to venture into that. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I definitely agree. I think competition is a good thing. You know, we see Xbox and PlayStation acquiring all these studios. And obviously, you know, it is kind of concerning to a certain extent if you look at it in the way that, like, you know, the independent market's just becoming kind of, in a way, at least the bigger independent studios are, you know, becoming less and less common. Um, but, you know, if they go to different studios, at least that would somewhat create some good competition. And, you know, obviously we need that for a healthy industry. So very, very interesting. It'll be, you know, cool to see what Netflix does in the future. Anyways, PlayStation announced the PlayStation Plus games um, for the month of October. Gotta say, this month doesn't look that good for me, or <laughs> uh, for a lot of people, really. And this is kind of probably one of the worst months in the last few years. Um, so the PS5 game is Hell Let Loose. Um, I know, Charlie, you were talking about this a bit earlier. It's kind of like a niche game. Um, that's all right. Um, Mortal Kombat X is one for PS4, and the other PS4 game is um, PGA 2 or 2K21. That's the golf's you know, sports games. So yeah, definitely a very, very like lackluster month. Like the fact that we got Mortal Kombat X and not Mortal Kombat 11 as well. I mean, granted the Mortal Kombat 11 is somewhat soon, but like it's still been out for like a few years now, right? Uh, yeah, it's not really that great of a month at all. Uh, what'd you think, Charlie? Yeah, it's a pretty lackluster month. Like it's very odd as well because stuff like MKX is pointless for anyone on PS5. It's already on the PS Plus collection um so you're basically just getting two games if you have ps5 um which is kind of weird um hell at loose is cool because it's new right like it is going to be a, a day one release um for ps plus it has been on pc for a while it's a world war Two kind of simulation-esque uh shooter um but it's it's pretty fun but i i don't see it being for everyone because it is a bit more tactical than you know, Call of Duty and Battlefield and that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously PGA Tour is a sports game. Those are always going to be very hit or miss, whether you're into that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, everything there for me personally, I, I won't be playing. MKX, I have I played back when it came out, right? So um, like I have no need to go on that. I'm, it it would have been better to have MK11, but yeah. I wonder if maybe that's because eventually they just want to have the like next gen version on ps plus i could see that happening what was it mk11 ultimate or whatever it's called yeah so maybe it's still selling i mean i imagine probably somewhat um, yeah but yeah that is just still like a really bad pick <laughs> anyways we'll move on bandit amco got a new logo um yeah just to put it simply a lot of people don't like it um it's kind of that like minimalistic look that kind of takes away a lot of the energy um, that a lot of logos just kind of have been lately doing um, my personal thoughts on it i think the logo looks fine i definitely think i would have like brought over the orange i don't like mind it i always thought the band namco logo this might be controversial but i always thought it was kind of weird like on dark souls games and stuff like that personally but the new logo isn't anything better honestly it's just simple and clean but also doesn't really have a lot of personality to it so uh, yeah, I think if you would have brought at least the orange color over, it would have been looking nice. Like the reason why they changed the logos because Bandai Namco obviously is like a joint venture, right? That's why you had the two splashes and it was called Bandai Namco. They wanted to create something more like United, right? That's why they went with the new design. But yeah, I definitely think they could have done better. Uh, yeah, thoughts on the logo, Charlie? Um, 
yeah it looks fine <laughs> it's not like much, it's really. a logo right like yeah it's it's i don't really care too much like cool it's a logo um i'll see it on a box occasionally like yeah okay. exactly <laughs> hopefully they don't have i know the band and Emco logos have like a white sticker on them that's kind of annoying so maybe the one thing that will come out of this is that they don't have that annoying white sticker on the box but yeah very very small news story Anyways, the Game Awards is set for December 9th this year, which is pretty exciting. Obviously, it's like their normal time. Um, but the big thing is that it's going to be in person this year, which is very exciting. For me, the biggest news here is the fact that we're going to get the orchestra back. That's probably my favorite part of the Game Awards. Um, I still go back and listen to the Game Awards uh, um, orchestra probably like once a month or so just because they have so many great um, you know, moments now. Like I think they've done it for like three or four years now. Um, so I'm personally excited for that reason and yeah that should be pretty cool uh charlie you're gonna like this next story battlefield 2042's betas next week finally uh yeah this was pushed out of september um this is mainly obviously probably because of the delay right um yeah we've been talking about this in the past few episodes of the podcast that battlefield seems to be having somewhat of a struggle obviously we talked about the delay um but it's nice to at least know that the beta is going to be dropping next week and hopefully it's good um so yeah what are your thoughts on the beta charlie yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it obviously. Um I am like kind of 50/50 on how I'm going to feel about it now just cuz obviously it's been such a weird past couple months with the announcement of the game and like where development is at um and what state it's going to be at launch, right? Uh, th- there's been a couple of videos from creators recently about like comparing the marketing from Battlefield 5, which is a game that launched in a very poor state, but they showed it off a lot before launch and then you've got 2042 which has obviously been delayed by a month they haven't really showed it off at all um what does that mean for the launch of the game right so i'm excited to get my hands on it preload goes up tuesday um and then they've got early access on wednesday and thursday and then friday saturday and presumably it's going to get extended to monday so sunday and monday um you'll have the open beta interestingly if you have game pass you get ea play and if you have ea play you get early access to the beta so that on pc bear too. that in mind yeah that'll be on pc as well because you get ea play with uh, game yeah. pass on pc That's so, amazing. Uh, so that means uh i will be playing that and hopefully we'll have some impressions for when we record next week but i'm i'm very excited i've got a few di- my two days off next week are thursday friday so if it's good and working then i can just play it for two days which servers nice. are down on thursday uh, and friday only yeah for sure the servers are going to be broken i can just tell already but uh i'm looking forward to it it's just a sh- the only one thing is that it's one map oh. which you're kind of like eh, um because it's it's the map that i got to try during the the tech test but the big difference with this compared to the test is it's going to have everything that would be there at launch right so it's going to have the weather effects and the the dynamic time of day and like the whether the rocket goes off or but you played battlefield 2042 yeah but i i can't talk about it <laughs> oh, okay i was gonna say i, was like, yeah, I don't think you mentioned I was, yeah, I got to play the tech test, but nice, nice. I can't I can't say what it was like. <laughs> yeah. So sure. yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to playing it next week. Um I just hope it's gonna be good. Nice, nice. Uh anyways, I'll breeze through these next two stories because we kinda already talked about them at the beginning of the episode. Um yeah, Resident Evil 4 got a release date this week alongside like a little new trailer. Um that's out on twenty first of October. It's funny that this happened like I think right after like 
well, a few days after we recorded, um, obviously we mentioned this last week that there was still no news and Charlie predicted that we'd see it at the Oculus event, but luckily they uh, surprised us. And then also Lone Echo 2 is coming out really soon as well. That's on the 12th of October. Those releases are very close. I probably would have spaced them out, but, you know, VR is VR, right? They're probably going to sell anyways because of that, you know, hardcore market. So very, very cool to finally have a date on both of those. Anyway, speaking of dates, apparently GTA Trilogy is coming out in November, according to Kotaku. This coincides with another report that it was rated in Korea. So we've talked about this a bit in the past. Whenever something's rated in Korea, usually it means it's going to be out within like a few months. Um, I say usually because like I think Demon's Souls and Miles were like rated at the very end of August and then that came out in November. Um, this one's kind of late if it is coming out in November, like Kotaku is saying, but maybe it is coming out soon because it is a trilogy, right? It's nothing that's like a new game, so... Yeah, that's really, really exciting. Um, I definitely thought with the delay of GTA 5 that this was also going to just be something that came out next year. So I'm very happy if this does make this year just because, you know, I want to go play this old game, some, you know, remastered and Unreal Engine. That sounds just great. So what are your thoughts on that, Charlie? Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if it does come out in November because that was kind of like the initial rumor, right? That it would launch alongside GTA 5's like next gen version. And then the GTA 5 next-gen version got delayed, and because, like, Tom Henderson said that he had heard that this GTA trilogy was also delayed to early next year at some point. Um, so, I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll be surprised if it if it launches on its own in November. I think it would be kind of a weird time to release it, just because there's so many other things out, right? I mean, I, I, th- think, I think it could of... make sense to, like, replace it and have, like, a GTA release in the fall, but, like, the fact that we haven't seen it yet is kind of weird. Because I always just saw it as it being like a a bundle type thing with GTA Five. I always thought that would be a good way of doing it, right? I mean, it's, um, it's gonna be a remake, so I think oh, remaster remake. It's apparently yeah, supposed to look really good, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't expect it. I'm not expecting it to blow my mind. Like it's it is gonna be a port with some better graphics, but I don't I don't see it being anything too crazy. Uh, I also kind of hope it doesn't come out in November just because there's going to be way too much out and I won't have time to play them. Um, So I kind of hope that it's sort of March, April next year because then, as far as we know, there's less out at the end of like March. But who knows? There's tons in February, so stuff might get pushed. I was going to say, I'd rather Um, come out in November because I feel like there's way more next early early (laughs) next year. But yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, I personally don't see it coming out in that November time period because it just seems like there's been rumors saying that this also got delayed. Uh, but who knows? It could be moving about any day. So <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's just weird that we haven't seen it yet. So I don't know the scale and scope of this thing. I mean, I say scale and scope. Obviously, it's like a remake and remaster. But we don't know how much work has been put into it. Um, yeah, I just want to see it. But if it does come out in November, hey, that's cool. Anyways, we got some cool Last of Us news, just because obviously it was the Last of Us day last Sunday. Um, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, pretty much there was just all merch throughout the whole entire day. And at the very end, we got like a letter that essentially stated that, um, you know, obviously, load and behold, they're working on some projects. They say projects, so I'm mentioning that's probably multiplayer in the remake. Um, yeah, in terms of the multiplayer, they just said that they're still working on it. And then at the very end, they're like, hey, if you want to join our studio or hiring, um, it's weird. I'm not sure how much effort has been put on the multiplayer side of this project, just because like it's been over, it's almost been a year and a half since The Last of Us Part Two came out. So it's like, what are your priorities, Naughty Dog? Like, 
clearly they're probably just working on the remake more than they are on anything else with like the multiplayer project. It almost just seems like it's in pre-production on the way they worded that. Like based on that, it doesn't sound like this thing's coming out for like another year, which is crazy to me. So who knows what the, what the heck is going on over there. Um, I say that like it's an issue. It's probably just because they're focused on the remake and have their hands full in other areas. But I don't know why they wouldn't put more resources on the multiplayer that fans have been waiting a while for. Uh, it's disappointing, but hey, if if it you know if it comes out, it seems like it's going to be something that's pretty big, right? Like they're going to be uh, making it standalone. Obviously, we've been talking about factions for ages. You guys know this. It's going to be a standalone project that you know the team's very. Um, energetic and enthusiastic about but still just very irritating um i've kind of moved on <laughs> i made that video back in like i want to say like end of july um but yeah when it happens it happens i guess at this point um and then i guess i'll just throw in this also here and we also got like an image of uh, the first image of the last of us on hbo um yeah just a simple back shot of um, bella ramsey and Pedro pascal um, looking at a crashed airplane um yeah, our first look at Joel and Ellie in costume, I guess. And they look pretty cool. Charlie, what are your thoughts on both of those? Yeah, I mean, like, I went into Last of Us Day not expecting anything, right? Like, I just yeah. don't get my hopes up for it, especially after last year's event. Because, um, oh, yeah. I mean, there were so many articles before Sunday being like, oh, they're teasing that there's other stuff other than just... They said, like, new content, uh, but it was very vague. Like, new it sounded content, like it was merch, then, yeah. The new content was like a, a CD or something. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just didn't get my hopes up. I'm glad I didn't. Right? Like, they just said what they basically said last year, which is we're working on it and it'll come eventually. Um, but like you said, I, it doesn't sound to me like it is their main focus, which is a shame. Uh, I kind of get why though. Like, their multiplayer's have never had massive player bases, right? Like, they usually have a, a fan base that sticks with them. Uh, especially factions like it, you can easily find games still now uh, but it's not like they have the millions of players that other multiplayer games do so i can kind of see from playstation's point of view they might not be wanting to put as many resources into that as say the last of us remake right um but i i do hope that they start to ramp up on that stuff it sounds like they are based on the the job listings and stuff like that um but like you said i don't think we're going to be seeing it for a while um, it could easily still be like another year off. Um, but I, I do hope we see it relatively soon. Um, and then I guess the, the last of us image was pretty cool. It didn't show too much, but it looked very last of us, which is great. Um, hopefully it's not too long till we see some footage. I would imagine early next year at this point, right? They're, they're in the, the depths of filming right now. So, um, yeah, I'm still looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much same here. Anyways, another cool news story has to do with the Evil Within 2. According to Shinji Mikami, um, the director for Evil Within 2, um, John Johannesson, uh, is working energetically, apparently, on a new game at Tango Gameworks. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Tango Gameworks, of course, they're developing, um, what is it called? Tokyo Ghost something? Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo, yeah, that game. Uh, that's almost about to be out. It's like in the last six months of development. I think it's coming out early next year, I think. They said early next year, it could have just been 2022. But regardless, um, yeah, it's still very exciting to hear they have another project in development. I personally hope this is The Evil Within 3, just because I do love you know that world. Um, I say that world, I played only two, but um, it was definitely one of my favorite games that game that year that game came out in. Um, it was great. Um, 
yeah, who knows? It could also be a new IP. Um, but I think if you're doing a new IP with like Ghostwire Tokyo, you might want to do like a sequel <laughs> just of your business, right? Um, so who knows what that game is? Um, but yeah, any thoughts on what that could be? Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I hope for the fan base, it's Evil Within 3. Like I enjoyed those games. Uh, I'm not too bothered whether we get a third one or not, but I know there's an Evil Within fan base that would like to see a third one. I remember when um he showed or not he showed up but i think it was shinji mikami showed up at e3 a few years back people were like freaking out thinking it was going to be a new evil within and then obviously it turned out to be the announcement of ghostwire tokyo so um we'll see what it turns out to be um i'm interested in whatever those guys do like ghostwire is really unique and weird to me in that it's a, a first person horror game we don't get a ton of those you know it's just mainly resident evil um we haven't seen more action focused stuff like that in a while so i'm interested to see how that turns out um but yeah the fact that they're working on stuff already is is cool to see yeah definitely agree anyways uh last week we recorded the podcast we mentioned how the direct was happening later that day and of course we watched it um yeah a lot of those leaked aside we talked about last week ended up were you know being true that new kirby game was in fact you know revealed there um and i think besides that yeah bandana 3 was also there it wasn't really terribly much there was the announcement that like the online service is getting expanded and we're getting games from n64 and i want to say what was it the sega genesis yeah, um, yeah. so yeah definitely interesting oddly enough those two consoles are being thrown under an expansion pack for the online service which makes no sense to me but whatever nintendo's being nintendo um but yeah besides that i don't think there was terribly much announced at that show um splatoon 3 got another look which looked really good in my opinion like the vehicles that they showed off there looked really interesting um yeah definitely uh was a direct <laughs> and was cool i guess bayonetta 3 i've been really hoping at least for the fan base right i played bayonetta 1 i still gotta play bayonetta 2 um which i guess i'll do now considering 3 slated for 2022 um but yeah any thoughts on that nintendo direct i guess we could talk about the mario casting as well that was probably like the best news there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I I thought it was overall it was a pretty decent direct, right? Like, um, the the main things were, for me were Bayonetta three. I really loved Bayonetta one, especially, um, but Bayonetta two as well. Um, it looked like more Bayonetta. It actually looked really good for a Switch game, so uh, I'm very excited for that one. I'm glad that it's finally coming out, right? Um, so yeah, I'm glad we got to see some actual gameplay too, because I full on was expecting it to just be a basic CG trailer, right? Um, yeah. so i'm glad we saw that and the other big thing for me was splatoon 3 i can't wait for that game like i love splatoon 1 and 2 um so i'm very excited about that one i was kind of hoping because it showed up because i didn't think it, i was hoping it would but i didn't think it would um but when it did show up i was kind of hoping that maybe they were going to give it a release date of some kind there like it was going to be spring um but i'm guessing they're going for summer because they didn't say anything um splatoon didn't they already say spring last year or q2 no they just said 2022 um so yeah the the first one i think came out like march time the second one second august to june or july 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 um yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if it's in that sort of time period again like it makes sense um but the sooner i can get my hands on it the better because i i do love splatoon so i'm very much looking forward to that i think the biggest surprise for me was kirby like 
Uh, I knew it was obviously going to be there. It looked very different to what I expected it to be, and it actually looked pretty interesting. Like Mario so, Odyssey, uh, but for Kirby. Yeah, it looked it looked very Mario Odyssey, but like you said, with Kirby and Kirby's abilities. So um, I'm actually way more interested in that than I was before watching the show. Um, so I'll be keeping my eye on that one. Um, the expansion pack thing for Switch Online is kind of like a weird one, especially because there's been rumors that the... Um, the N64 games are going to run worse in Europe because they'll have the European versions which run at a lower frame rate. So <laughs> that's kind of a weird one. The fact that they're making you pay extra is really dumb. Um, yeah, I'd, I'm probably not going to bother getting that stuff purely because it's like, why would I pay for Nintendo to give me an emulator that I could just go online and download for free? Like, yeah. what's, only, what's the point? You only get the portableness, I guess, but I guess the yeah, stream deck as well it's... doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's just kind of kind of weird, and then obviously Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive, whatever you want to call it. That one surprised me. You are, uh, yeah, that one's a weird one. Um, that one's cooler just because I love like Streets of Rage and stuff. So the fact that that's going to be on there is pretty cool. Um, I like Shinobi yeah, on there as well. I guess what was it the yeah like the Mario cast, which was just <laughs> I don't even know. Like I I feel like one after the other, it was just weirder. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, in my opinion. Um, and then you see gaming I, I, Twitter like erupt as well. I just I can't wait for that one now. Like I'm just so excited for it, just because I feel like it's gonna be terrible. Because um, yeah. I I was not looking forward to it at all before because it's being done by Illumination. And I'm not a big like Despicable Me fan, so I wasn't super excited about it. But now I'm just excited about it because I feel like the cast is gonna be terrible. But <laughs> um. I, I'm interested to see how Chris Pratt does as Mario. I think it's really weird that Charles Martinet is in the film, but he's not playing Mario. Like, what? <laughs> why? Why would you even put him in the film? I feel like he would. Like, he is only doing that because he's getting paid. If that was me, I would be so pissed off. I'd be like, Nah, I'm not gonna be in your film. Like, I've been doing Mario for like 30 years at this point, and you still are not gonna put me in as like the main role in the game. What? Like, what's that about? Uh, or in the film sorry so yeah i think the weirdest one out of all the cast is probably key as toad i like that one it's just like i was like because toad has just got this really high-pitched voice and i just don't see key key doing it it's gonna be like that whole movie is gonna be an snl skit but like two hours long yeah and like jack black as bowser there's been so many great memes for that one. Oh yeah like yeah i don't know it's it's such a great cast obviously charlie day is luigi like i don't know it's so weird i'm excited to see footage of it because it seems so bad um but i'm hoping it's like sonic the hedgehog levels where i go in expecting it to be bad and i come out surprisingly like positive so um yeah, I'm looking forward to it for all the wrong reasons. So that's what I see it as. I see it as something like Sonic, where it's like taking that source material, but it's like crazy, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm looking forward to this movie because it sounds like they're not taking it seriously, and it's just going to be all these crazy personalities playing these iconic characters, right? Um, yeah, I don't mind the casting at all. I think it's fucking hilarious, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes out. Like, the fact that we're getting, like, Chris Pratt, of all people, as Mario, and Jack Black as Bowser, um yeah that's weird man that's weird it's gonna be interesting for sure um yeah it's wild um yeah isn't that coming out like next year as well like it's not that far off too yeah christmas next year holiday so that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting 
and then yeah as well with like kirby and stuff like that that game looks pretty cool um i was very surprised to see kirby of all games like it's such a casual game to get seen like it's getting like a big budget like you know 3d game like that is interesting so that's on my radar for sure and then yeah the splatoon 3 as i already said it looked really cool like interesting the campaign reminds me of like the dlc for splatoon 2 um, which i was a very big fan of so yeah looking forward to that but we'll move on and yeah monster hunter rise is coming to pc in january we talked about this in the past that it was already i think either rumored or confirmed to be coming to pc at a later date um so now we know that's coming out in january and then the demo for that's coming out on the 13th of october charlie and i were like briefly talking about this before we started recording and yeah we're probably pretty interested in picking this up on pc just because i think both of us didn't really care for monster hunter on switch um but yeah if you wanted to give your own thoughts yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter World. I really enjoyed playing through that. Um, I played a bit when it came out, and then I went back to it last year on PC and had a lot of fun. Um, I was looking forward to Rise, but I tried tried it out on Switch, and I just couldn't get along with it. It just looked and ran so poorly. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for the PC port, because they did say it was going to be happening. Um, it just wasn't sure when um i do hope it's gonna have crossplay. i don't think it will because world doesn't have it but i do hope it does because i've got a couple mates that have played it a lot on switch and they probably don't want to buy the game again on pc just to play with me so <laughs> i do hope it has crossplay, but i i don't think it will get it just because world still hasn't um after a few years so um but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it and we'll be trying out the demo in a few weeks yeah that's crazy that's awesome Anyways, uh, a last Nintendo story has to do with the 4K Switch, which I desperately just want to stop talking about because it's just, it's gone on and on. And yeah, essentially what happened is Bloomberg came out with like a report a few days ago saying that like 11 studios reported they had like got their hands on like a 4K Switch dev kit. Um, you know, obviously this is despite not a Switch Pro currently being like in existence, like the OLED was eventually the one that um, was, you know, sold a lot of day and people were disappointed about um but yeah nintendo did fire back like pretty soon after and they said that those reports were false which is weird to me like how do you have like a specific report that like 11 studios got their hands on a 4k switch dev kit and then nintendo's just like nah we didn't do that um but yeah <laughs> it's weird i don't know how i don't think a 4k switch is coming at this point or any sort of switch pro um despite those chips being in his in his in existence geez um, i just don't see nintendo wanting to do four models now like the fact they already have the regular switch the oled and the light i don't see them clouding the market with another switch i mean i definitely think another switch is granite um that are definitely coming to happen um probably like in a few years time but who knows what that will be um it's a weird one. I definitely think I would have preferred a 4K Switch, obviously. I thought it would have made sense to have that trio of, like, a base Switch, a lighter Switch version just for handheld versions, and then, like, a dock 4K, you know, main, like, powerful Switch, right? Um, but, obviously, Nintendo doesn't seek power. We've, you know, learned this years and years uh, ago that they're chasing fun, not power. So, it's a weird one for sure. They're such a weird company over there. Um, but, yeah, what would you think about this, you know, reporting and the fact that nintendo just straight up denied it <laughs> well the weird thing is with nintendo denying it is they 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 kind of did and they kind of didn't like there was they basically said some of the information in this is false but they okay. wouldn't specify what was false so it was like Very nice thanks. Do, is it that it wasn't 11 devs are you saying it was more devs <laughs> or are you <laughs> saying it was like two people or are you saying that the 4k switch doesn't it's exist like, nah, bro, we, didn't, say... we didn't send 11 devs we sent 200 devs <laughs> exactly yeah it's like really weird um 
So I, I still think a Switch Pro is happening. Uh, there's just too much that seems to suggest that it is. Um, I think the, like, I don't know if it was in this report, but I was reading that um, they seem to think that the Switch Pro was meant to happen this year, but because of chip shortages, they decided to just push it back uh, for at least a year. Um, and that's why we've got the OLED, right? Because it's using the newer screen and stuff like that that they were planning in this new model, uh, but it's still using the old chip. So they that's why they were able to actually do it this year. Um, it just seems weird that they would have put all this work into having this new chip and this new model and then just not do anything with it. Um, especially when there's games like Pokemon Legends coming out, which seems to run extremely poorly on the, the, the normal Switch and it does not look good. Um, the games like that just seem like the devs need new hardware and they don't seem they're seemingly being forced to still put it on the the current switch right um i do know there's been rumors that the the current normal switch is going to get a price drop um so i wouldn't be surprised if this switch pro is end of next year early 2023 and then they discontinue the the old switch right so you have the oled light and then a pro um true that that seems like the direction it will go in um it's just when it will come out like i feel like i want to say end of next year but i'm i'm still leaning into the fact that it will launch with zelda yeah i was um, about to say that right now <laughs> so I, so happen. it's whether zelda comes out end of next year or not and i don't think it will i think it will be early 2023 so i think whenever zelda comes out i think that's when we get the new switch model um because i do think it's going to happen still it's just going to be a ways off yeah where's my mario odyssey too like that's crazy <laughs> it's been four years since we had a three big 3d mario game like it felt like it was just yesterday which is crazy that's wild um yeah i definitely agree it will come with zelda if it does happen i definitely agree like thinking back now there's been so many reports that it'd be straight up very odd if the switch pro just isn't happening given everything we've heard um and especially just yeah it's gonna be interesting i also wonder how they're gonna like do another new console like what are they gonna do like it feels very weird like how would nintendo evolve from the switch like it feels like you can't really do an evolution you just do like i don't know like another like like a switch pro essentially like you fix what's already not working like i don't know i don't see how nintendo could possibly have like a greater success than what they had with the switch so i've always been fascinated about what's after the switch it just has to be like with the ds right it has to be like some sort of step like the 3ds was i don't know it'll be interesting um, but nonetheless, that has been all the gaming news this week. Quite a bit of news stories there for you. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week for episode 43. Of course, I want to thank you for sticking around till that very end. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Take care. See you soon.